Hello, my name is Sam Becker, and I'm the Brookings First United Methodist Church's Worship Technology and Media Director. On behalf of our pastors, Pete Grassow and Krista Ducker, I welcome you to this episode of Messages from First United Methodist Brookings. This podcast is a full audio version of the sermon and scripture from each week's Sunday morning and Wednesday Manna in the Middle services. You can watch the entire service on our website at brookingsmethodist.org and on our Facebook page at Brookings First United Methodist Church. Uh, So we're talking about listening, how to create space for God to speak so that we might hear. And, And tonight we're going to spend some time paying attention to Uh, a passage in the Old Testament that is emblematic of the practice of listening for God. It comes to us from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 3, verses 1 to 10. So let's look at that together. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel, Samuel, and he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time, and he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. This is the word of the Lord for us tonight, and we're grateful for it. So in this passage, we are treated to a scene in the life of one who would become a strategic prophetic voice in the nation of Israel. The book of 1 Samuel is set within a specific place, time, and type of literature, just like any other book in the Bible. The place is the land of Canaan, which is where the Hebrew people made their home following their liberation from slavery and their wilderness wanderings. The time, more or less, is during the reign of the first king, historically, the King Saul, from 1020 maybe to about 1000 BC. It's a time of transition from a tribal confederacy ruled by military figures among the people to a monarchy with a single king. So it's a tumultuous time for the people of Israel. And as a piece of literature among the books of the Old Testament, the story of Samuel comes to us in the genre of the former prophet. So, 
Joshua, Judges, Samuel, and Kings. And these are books that tell stories of intrigue and of bumpy transitions and imperfect people. And in the midst of all that tumult, God speaks. And as God's people listen, the work of God keeps going in the midst of messy and difficult circumstances. So as we learn together a little bit more about the listeners in this prophetic book during this tumultuous time, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I hope that we can cultivate a listening posture ourselves in the midst of messy and difficult circumstances in our time. So in our passage today, in 1 Samuel 3, we're treated to a scene, just a small picture in the life of this one who would become this voice for Israel. And just to give you a sense of who this child is, who this boy Samuel grows up to be, he will end up being a prophet and a judge. He's a transitionary figure who ushers in the Israelite monarchy after this period of chaos in which there was no king in Israel and all the people did what was right in their own eyes, as the book of Judges tells us in chapter 21, verse 25. It's a chaotic period of time and Samuel bridges that transition between the time of the judges and the time of the kings. So in the time of the judges, the people found themselves careening from one judge to another. Some were benevolent and faithful, and others not so much. Yet scripture tells us that there were some faithful people who in the chaotic noise of that era listened for God. I'm going to talk about a few of them tonight. People like Ruth and Naomi. People like Hannah and Eli. And people like Samuel. So our focus today as part of our current series is on how to listen as part of our creative journey into the things of God. So I want to explore together with you the ways listening plays a part in Samuel's story in Samuel's call, and in Samuel's vocation. But if we're going to do that, we're going to take a longer look at the story of Samuel, we have to realize that it actually doesn't start here in chapter 3. God's plan for Samuel starts even before he is born, in the very first chapter of the book of 1 Samuel. Because in chapter 1, we read about a woman named Hannah. Married to someone named Elkanah, Hannah and Elkanah were faithful people who loved each other and loved God, but they were not able to conceive. And so every year, Hannah went to the temple with her husband to pray for a child. And on one particular trip, Hannah makes a vow to God. We find it in verse 11 of chapter 1. She made this vow, O Lord of hosts, if only you will look on the misery of your servant and remember me and not forget your servant, but will give your servant a male child, then I will set him before you as a Nazarite until the day of his death. He shall drink neither wine nor intoxicants and no razor shall touch his head. 
And it's in verse 19 of this chapter that we find our first clue about how listening works. The text tells us in verse 19, the Lord remembered her. The Lord remembered her. See, before we spend any time talking about our own listening to God, it's good to remember that the Lord listens to us. God listens to us. Hannah had no idea what the ripple effects would be of her prayer how her son would grow to speak God's truth to a nation in turmoil, how God would raise up kings among her people and use Samuel to speak anointing words of call and recognition upon them. All Hannah could do was pray and hope God heard her desperate plea for a child. And God did. This tells us that listening goes both ways. God speaks and God hears. So when we pray, we can pray with confidence. We may not always see the end of our prayers, but we can trust that our prayers do not fall on the ears of a deaf God. We're going to see how those prayers are heard as God's people continue to listen for him. Something else we can learn from the story of Samuel is that listening is relational. We need each other to help us listen. In chapter 9 of verse 3, we're back in our original text now, we're told that Eli and Samuel were both lying down, and God speaks to Samuel. But Samuel was still young and learning, and he didn't realize the voice was God. He thought it was Eli. And finally... After the third time that he wakes Eli up from his nap, Eli realizes that it's God speaking to Samuel. And rather than hushing Samuel up, as adults often do with children, guilty as charged on occasion, instead Eli gives Samuel permission to respond to God. Verse 8b to 9 of chapter 3. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. See, we need trusted, wise disciples to journey with us so they can help us see what we're missing. Samuel had not yet heard the voice of the Lord, but Eli had. Eli could instruct Samuel on how to listen carefully to God's instructions, and we need people who are also attuned to God's voice, who can be co-listeners with us. Listening is relational. But you know, sometimes when we listen, we can hear a hard truth. And that's another reality. As we develop the discipline of listening, we need to be open to the fact that sometimes listening is hard. Sometimes we hear a challenging message, a message that requires change or confession or a word that is difficult to share. It turns out that God did, in fact, have a word for Samuel, his very first prophetic message, and it turned out that it was a word to Eli. 
that his house would suffer the consequences of the irresponsibility of his sons. It was a hard word to hear. And I can only imagine how hard it was for Samuel to say to this man who had raised him and nurtured him. But even though it was hard to hear, Eli heard it and received it from Samuel, even as a young boy. In verse 18 of chapter 3, the response of Eli to Samuel's hard word of truth is, it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. And it makes me wonder, how often are we willing to hear God's truth from unlikely sources? From people who are younger than us? From our kids? These people that we have taught and mentored along the way, what kind of humility does it take to receive a hard word of truth from another? Trusting that this person can hear from God too, just like you can. For Samuel, this demonstrates the gravity of his vocation as one who speaks for God. And among others in the community, it begins to validate Samuel as a trustworthy messenger for God. See, this prophetic office of truth-telling is a vocation that requires careful hearing and listening as God speaks truth and honest truth-telling in living out what has been heard. To listen well means that even if the message is hard to hear or different than what we would wish to hear, we receive it humbly. Because ultimately, it's better to receive an uncomfortable truth than to live in comfortable ignorance. And so we receive a hard word of truth. Well, Samuel would continue to grow in stature and reputation as a trustworthy prophet, one who spoke the truth even when it was hard. And after the death of Eli, Samuel would act as one of the final judges in Israel and would be the transitionary figure who would usher in the era of Israelite kings, beginning with Saul and continuing with David. It was a time of unrest and military defeat at the hands of powerful neighbors, the Philistines. And it was a time of great difficulty. Even Samuel's own sons would give in to the temptation to be corrupted by their desire for power. And as the people demanded a king to govern them, Samuel listened for God's directions. And the first king, an obvious choice because of his military prowess, was chosen. And that was Saul. And for a time, Saul did what was needed. He led Israel to victory over their enemies, the Philistines. But his erratic and unpredictable behavior became a problem. So before long, God led Samuel to a young unremarkable shepherd boy who lived in the country. The youngest of many sons, no one else would have even noticed him, but Samuel did, in a way that gives us one more insight about the discipline of listening. It requires patience. Having heard a word from God, Samuel made the trek out to the country to visit a man named Jesse who lived in Bethlehem. And we pick up the story in 1 Samuel chapter 16. Jesse made seven of his sons, seven of his sons, pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, 
The Lord has not chosen any of these. Samuel said to Jesse, Are all your sons here? And he said, There remains yet the youngest, but he is keeping the sheep. Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. And so he sent and brought him in, and he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. And the Lord said, Rise and anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. Of course, the David in this story is the one who becomes the second king of Israel, who brings peace, stakes out the place where God's temple will be built, and begins the tradition of honest prayer and worship that we find in our book of Psalms. He's also the man beset by sin and struggle, family turmoil, and deep longing. Because like all of us, he was human. And he was beloved of God. And in all his brokenness, David listened to God, and his prayers remain with us today. In a turbulent time in Israel's history, a few people listened. Ruth Listen to the wise words of her mother-in-law to get to know a man named Boaz in the time of the judges. She would turn out to give birth to a son, the descendant of whom would end up being noticed by God while out shepherding in the fields of Bethlehem for his father. God listened to the desperate prayer of a childless woman named Hannah and gave her a son named Samuel who would learn how to hear from God from an embattled old priest named Eli. Samuel would grow strong and respected as a prophet and judge in Israel, and one day his patient listening would reveal the man after God's own heart. David, descendant of Ruth and Boaz, of whose lineage would come Jesus, God incarnate, Savior of the world. We may not always understand the full effects of our careful listening to God, because we each only have a small window into what God's doing, a tiny sliver of understanding, a small contribution to make. But as we, God's faithful people, have ears to hear what the Holy Spirit speaks over the days and years and generations, God's good plans come into being for us all. And so I want to urge us to practice good listening, to remember that God hears us, to offer our hearts to God, to seek out others who can be co-listeners with us, to be patient as we await God's prompting through the Holy Spirit. May we listen well, and may we listen together. Thank you for listening to today's message from First United Methodist Brookings. To get every message delivered to you, subscribe to this podcast for free and leave us a review wherever you get yours. And be sure to watch for new podcasts from us launching in the coming months. You can always find more information about our services and outreach on our website at brookingsmethodist.org and on our Facebook page, Brookings First United Methodist Church. On behalf of the pastors of Brookings First United Methodist Church, 
Thank you for listening and see you next time. This podcast was produced by Sam Becker on behalf of First United Methodist Church in Brookings, South Dakota. Intro and outro music was performed by our praise team under CCLI license number 936719, streaming plus license number 21039161. Visit brookingsmethodist.org for more information.